Today's guest is Joe Mar McCray, a.k.a. Mr. Shimuzu. He's been a photographer, videographer for bands here in Atlanta for a while now. We've used him several times. Really cool guy. We had a conversation about tour life, music, and his projects. Um, you can check him out at Mr. Shimuzu Films on YouTube. Also, on our Instagram, I'll um, tag him. You can check out his work there as well. So, hope you enjoy the show. Joe Mar. What's up? What's going on, man? Not so much. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. So, did you... uh? Did you have your real job today? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tuesday's like a little bit of an easier day, so I have like conference calls and stuff and expenses, and after that, I kind of just chill. So are you actually at a uh, location, or how does that work? No, I work from home. So my reps were inside of Walmart selling like prepaid phones and stuff. Yeah. So they they are in Walmart. You know, I can work from home, so it's, it's pretty much good from there. That's like cool. I don't have to, I don't have to like report to any office. Our home base office is in Alpharetta, but I can imagine they're probably not even working in office right now. Sure. And you're in uh, Douglasville, right? Uh, Marietta. Marietta. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Well, so that's we, we covered the day job. <laughs> Which uh, knocked uh, that out. Yeah, got that out of the way. So let's talk mm-hmm. about your 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 nighttime gig. Of, oh yeah, of photography. Now, I know you just from doing uh, photography for uh, the bands and for us and all that kind of good stuff. Mm-hmm. Did you? Is that how you initially got into photography? Uh, I would say yes because I mean I, I probably wasn't into it that hardcore back in the day, like when me and Aaron were in a band. Yeah. But over the last, I would say over the last decade, just being really interested in capturing memories going to favorite shows kind of like just filming and overall just yeah just people started really getting into just having content that sort of content if you're living your your favorite concert and um it kind of just transitioned into getting into photography i actually was always kind of enamored by photography but it took me a while to really be like okay i'm going i'm gonna go do this you know i'm gonna get outside of my comfort zone of just filming videos so that that took a second so you went straight into doing um, concerts. You you didn't start out with you, you've never done the uh, wedding stuff and the as, as a photographer. Right. It's been strictly uh, bands, right? Right. Yeah. Especially for photography, definitely. First things I started taking pictures of were bands. I was actually on tour with the band, and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll give this a shot, you know. But I was mainly there to make videos. Um, but yeah, at the start, it was definitely all video and. And then I've, I've only been doing photography for the last two years. So, like, actually taking pictures and, and hooking people up and stuff. Yeah, definitely the last two years. So what was your first piece of equipment when you were doing video? Um, well, back in the day when it was just the YouTube videos, I was filming concerts. I used a little cell phone, Nokia Lumia 830. Um, at the time, <laughs> I was, like, super big into the Windows phones. And, you know, it was at that point where no one was really taking it serious. But they were like super innovative, and uh, they had this phone that had like three or four different microphones inside of it. It was like, oh yeah, you know, you can film concerts, and it takes out all the wussy bass and stuff. And that immediately, like, it had me hooked. I was like, oh, 
I, I like that concept. I want to be able to film a video and it be, you know, not trash when I get home and I can actually hear what they're saying, you know? And after that, I transitioned into buying a Canon T3i um, about three years ago, I should say, give, give or take. Yeah, this sounds about right. About, about three years ago, maybe, maybe two and a half years ago, um, I bought a Canon T3i. And then I would say about a year a year ago or so, I bought a Canon M50, and that's the camera that I'm using right now. But you were uh, you would so what year did you originally start in videos? It's I think it was like the end of 2013. Yeah. So like solidly, like I I filmed some shows, started uploading around 2014. Didn't really start going hardcore until like 2015, 2016. Like when I was like, oh okay, like people are actually watching this. Let me go film more. So were you in you were in bands previous to that, right? Yeah, um, me and Aaron were in a band called When Rocky Beat the Russian. Yeah, that was about 2006. So yeah, fast forward a good ten years. Yeah, maybe not even. I guess it was probably about eight years or so before I started really getting into doing video and stuff like that. So do you, what did you did you play guitar? Or did you sing? What did you do? Uh, I was the singer. Okay. Yeah, so I was doing all the screams. We were definitely like a hardcore band. Yeah. You know, we were, we played with <laughs> some crazy bands back in the day. I remember we played with Attila before they got big. You know, so it was definitely in that kind of scene. So are you are you are you from here originally? Um, I'm originally from New York. Okay, which part? I have uh, Brooklyn. Okay. Yep, I lived in New York for. I was born there. Lived there for about five or six years. Uh, we moved to Connecticut, lived there for a couple of years, and then I've been in Georgia since 96. Yeah, we got stuck. Me and Jesse got stuck in Jackson Heights, New York one night. Oh, wow. Do you know where Jackson Heights is? No. It's in Queens. Okay, I was going to say, I know it's in one of the boroughs. Yeah. <clears throat> As a matter of fact, this was like 2000 and I want to say three. Oh wow! And he wow. was yeah, he was. For a long time. We were in a Chinese restaurant, and the reason I remember this is I remember because Jesse was over there on his little Nokia, texting up a storm, <laughs> right? And I'm <laughs> like, "What is this texting thing? I don't, man, I don't get it. Like, you got, like, <laughs> you got to do the letters like three times to get to it. Right. And it takes like forever." And he was oh, like, yeah, was and he was like, I think he was probably 18, 19 at the time. And he was just texting up a storm. And I was, and I just thought it was so odd, this whole texting thing. I didn't get it at all. I was right. Just, wow. Yeah. Which, you know, fast forward 17 years and no one knows how to use a phone. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. You're right. So, wow. So I didn't crazy. know you knew uh, Jesse for that long. Yeah, so I worked for Jesse Dupree, who was uh, he's in the band Jackal, and okay. I worked for him. <clears throat> excuse me, I went to work for him, and he had a band called Travesty Theory, which Jesse was in. And oh. he said, uh, "Hey, I need you to go out on the road with these guys." And oh. I was like, "I've never tour managed before." And he was like, "You got a cell phone?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I got a cell phone." <laughs> he's like, "Good, that's all you need. I'll give you a call." You can call me if you need anything. So he threw me on the road with he threw me on the road he threw me on the road with Jesse. Um I'm trying to think. You might know do you know the guys in Blood Pump uh blood uh, blood plums? Blood blood wait, what is it called? Blood plums. No. 
Tony no, is a drummer. Tony comes to some of our shows. Okay. He was a drummer in that band. He's in the drummer. He's okay. a drummer in that band uh, gotcha. currently. But anyway, so I got stuck out on the road with five guys in a suburban that broke down <laughs> like, and we went as far north as I think the furthest north we went was Weedsport, New York. Okay. And we went south, somewhere around the Keys. I can't remember exactly where. Um, oh, okay. And we did this all in like 30 days. Oh, wow. So we were all Dang. over the place, and I absolutely hated it the whole time I was uh, I did it. But as soon as I came <laughs> back, I lo- it was the greatest experience of my life. Wow. Wow, that's so, crazy. So you kind—I of, mean, you know that life, man. I mean, it's—I mean, oh yeah, it's—it's—it is a struggle. I mean, it's, it, I was not able to enjoy it because I was having to to babysit. Right, right. And especially, I guess, it's just a whole bunch of people you didn't know. Yeah, and I didn't know these guys, right? Right. And I remember thinking, I was like, man, I hope these guys. I said, I hope these guys don't do drugs because I don't want to get pulled over and get popped for these Uh these punks and everything. And they were such heavy drinkers. (laughs) (laughs) About about like week one, I was like, man, give these motherfuckers some weed. Y'all are about to get on my damn nerves. That is so real. Yeah, I can tell you some stories, but anyway, I won't. I won't hear. Yeah. So you just came. You 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 were just on tour. Who were you on tour with recently? Um, I did a tour back in it's the first week, first two weeks of January, with a band called Adventurer. Okay. And we had a supporting band called I Met a Yeti. Okay. And, and it was primarily like a, it was West Coast. I mean, we started in in Chicago and just drove across the country and back down through Texas and uh, finished in Oklahoma. So how? I mean, so how many is it? A four piece, five piece? Uh, that band is a three piece. Okay. And when they go on tour, they bring a um, rhythm guitarist. So they, it's uh, one of the guitar players' brother. So he's pretty much their primary like tour guitar player. Um, and then with me, it's five people. So what are y'all traveling in? Uh, one of those little cargo vans. They've converted it, and they have bunk beds inside of it. A cargo so, van. Like yeah. a... Uh... Or one of those painter vans. I don't know what kind of fan those are the oh, standard man. like four passenger like you know it, it was probably like a five row or four row passenger van so you're pulling a u-haul with the equipment or no yeah 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 yep. you'd have to i mean yeah yeah there's no room in there i mean there's barely enough room for us to lay down wow of course you're driving so, most I mean, of the time so right and even then like, when you're driving because there's bunk beds in there you can't sleep and and you can actually be pretty decently comfortable while you're traveling. So it's really not the worst, honestly. Those I mean, are pretty close. I mean, it, those are pretty uh, close quarters. And you're not, are you around, uh, I'm assuming you're around Aaron's age? Yeah, I am uh, 31. Okay. So, I mean, you know, you enjoy your bed at night. You know, you're not like oh, yeah. 18, 19, <laughs> 21. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's definitely one thing on the road. Like, you, you definitely, uh, when you can, you definitely enjoy a good night's rest. And if it's on a proper bed, you know we fight over that. Oh sure. yeah. So y'all, do y'all get do y'all get a room anytime? Um, it really just depends because this tour was more like you know it was winter time. Um, 
we did secure places to sleep most nights. I think we actually. So what is secure night. places to sleep? That was that sounded very uh, uh, <laughs> well thought out. We secured places to sleep. What yeah. exactly does that mean? Yeah, pretty much having friends on on the road. Okay, uh, uh, any state that we're going to, you know, we find a place to stay at their house. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, so couch surfing. Yeah. Right, couch surfing for sure. Um, and, and actually, we lucked up quite well on this last tour. Like, I think we only had one night we had to stay in a hotel because we, it was like we were sleeping overnight and we were going from Chicago to Denver. So we didn't know anybody in the middle. So how are the shows, though? Like, what was the, the average? How many people were, were showing up for these shows? I would say for these shows, it was like 50 to 100, somewhere around there. And that was? That's some decent little draws. Wow. I mean, so that was yeah. their that was their crowd? Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, I think we played 13. No, we played 11 shows in 14 nights. Wow. And then in that far part, they had. So they, how do they they do this all through online? I mean, as far as getting their fans or how did they uh, when build it? Comes it? To booking. Yeah. Um, they have they work with uh, dynamic talent industry or. No, no. I mean, booking. having actual fans in these cities. Like, oh, oh, yeah. Well, these guys, they've they've built a decent little online uh, following. So, um, you know, when they do do these tours, they do make Facebook posts, you know, the, the booking rooms or whatever. So, um, yeah, they definitely connect with their, their group pretty easily. Well, that's pretty and impressive. And I've been helping them with some, uh, with some social media stuff as well, just to kind of keep their name out and keep relevant. Yeah. So I know you primarily, I mean, you're always at shows with uh, – uh, metal or hardcore, or what, whichever oh, genre yeah. you, whichever genre you want to call it. But what would most people be surprised to know that you're a big fan of? Hmm. I don't know. If I think about what I post online a lot, I mean, I, I think the overall image is I am a big metalhead, but I do listen to quite a bit of rap and R and B, um, even like some pop rock. You know, I, I definitely do go on that side of things. I do love instrumental bands, like hardcore, so I do listen to a lot of proggy bands as well. Um, not too much country. I have a couple like really good favorite country bands, um, but there's one that we toured with called uh, Natalie and the Shandies, or maybe it's Natalie and the Damn Shandies, but they were a New York band, and they were really cool. I dig that. I'm, I'm, I'm totally open for anything, but people, you know, sometimes you just got to show it. Put it in my face and... and really show me what it's all about before yeah i, I, didn't, I didn't know what your guilty it. pleasures were like if you had a hanson cd in your collection and you were like <laughs> i got that hillary duck cd <laughs> yeah when you no, get home, I like, finally right <laughs> i got a donna summers record in there uh that's 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 the jam right there so wait, wait when did you come down to georgia uh it was 96 oh so you came during the olympics huh Right. Yep. Yeah. So and we lived 90, right in Decatur. So we were like right in part of it. So was DJ Clue already a thing in uh, New York when when you left? I'm not sure. I was only like nine, so I was pretty young, and wow. it, it took me a while to really like start getting into music. Yeah. Yeah, like probably a couple years after that, after my dad showed me some stuff, which really was. A lot of like house, trance, hip hop, R and B, and then it kind of just started drifting from there into the the heavier stuff. Really through middle school. So, you mentioned you like Prague. 
so what kind of uh, prog do you like? Um, like Polyphia or uh, what's what's the uh, oh the Contortionist? Those kind of bands. Those 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 they're dope. I love them. How how melodic are they? I I would say they're they're pretty melodic. Yeah, I would say all of them. Even if you like listen to like Interval, I would say all those bands are like pretty decently melodic. Yeah, because or, you know yeah. I like prog a lot. And and dip, not just prog metal, I mean, even like just progressive stuff, like yeah. even like old Genesis and uh, even Rush and stuff like that. But the problem I find is like I don't love the singers in prog bands. Like I like it for a while, but after a while, they're after a while they kind of it kind of grates on me a little bit, uh-huh. you know. But I love the music, right? But it's the a lot of times the vocalist is what keeps me from really committing to the genre right do you do you find like you you like more of them that just straight sing or do you want more of that you know screaming singing kind of back and forth well i like singing i mean i like now and i like screaming but i like screaming in moderation like i can't really do i can't really do like screamo i mean where it's just right. screaming the whole time unless i'm in a certain mood you know i mean there's a time and place for it but generally um, I like it in moderation when it calls okay. for it. Yeah, yeah. I would say then if you haven't listened to the Contortionist, that would be a good one to check out because I, I, from what I remember, he doesn't scream too often, and if he does, it's more with meaning. Um, but it's definitely more of a singing tone. Uh, that that's definitely a good one. Periphery is another good one that's more versatile. They definitely do a lot more of both. Yeah. Um, their periphery is amazing. And even uh, Monuments, that's another good band, too, that kind of does a, a really crazy mix of both. Aaron turned me on to this band. I'm not sure if they're considered prog or not, and I can't. Um, I can only imagine what he showed you. They have one song that I, I mean, it's just, it's probably one of the greatest songs ever. Oh, wow. Um, What is the name <laughs> of that song? Hold on. Let's just call Aaron. I doubt he'll answer. Hello? Hey, what's what's the name of the band that you turned me on to, Aaron? Which one? The more what uh, is the songs? The more or something like that? Oh, um, um every time I die. Hey, a, every time I die is the name of the band, right? Yeah, the name yeah. of the song is more. You trying to get the baby to sleep? Uh, was we just swapped out because she wasn't having it with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She said, no, no, so anyway, yeah, I got Joe Moore, and then I got Aaron. Aaron's in our band. Uh, so the name of the band is Tell Me Again, Aaron. Every Time I Die. The name of the song is? More. M-O-O-R. I, th- I knew it. Oh. Okay. Have you heard that before, Joe Moore? I don't know that song. Which album is it on? The guitar player from Converge produced this one. Uh... Oh, I see. It's on. Um, it's on from Parts Unknown. Yeah. 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 M O R. Actually, coincidentally enough, that was the last song that I played on my Spotify. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. What do you know? The timing is just right. It's a killer tune. Oh yeah. It's a killer tune. Yeah, they play uh, "Decaying" with the boys a lot when I see them live. That's on the same album. Oh yeah. I've been about that new album that comes on my my Spotify a lot. What low teens? Yeah. Yeah, Low Teens is dope. Yeah, um, Matt my Change. Favorite, 
So his pedal, pedal is, oh, God, yeah. That's intense. Banger. Do you know the story behind pedal? No. He has a daughter. Mm. She was born premature. And so oh. when he says at the end, and I was uh, ripped into this world, born again as a girl, he's talking about the birth of his daughter. Like he went through a bunch of a bunch of rough shit. Like that low teens album. He he said in the past that he didn't really write from like emotional places. He just kind of wrote things that made sense and what fit. You know, just mm-hmm. a lyricist. And this album, he like honed in on like his life experiences and put them out there. So it's like I mean, it's like, way yeah, deeper. <laughs> Yeah, you just see their growth and progression, man. I mean, they're one of the best bands out there. So, Joe Mar, what do you what do you think about when when you think the venues are going to open back up? Uh, I'm going to be realistic, man. Honestly, the way our country's kind of taking forever to like deal with this mess, it, it's probably going to be like October if we're even lucky this year. You think yeah, that? I don't long. even think it's going to be October. It, 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 well, yeah, it, it might be a while. So the bands, I mean, the bands, all the bands had to cancel and everything. So by the time they get back up and running and rebook everything and all, I mean, you, you could be right there, but surely I feel like a lot of people really want to get back to it and, you know, and, you know, just kind of show that it didn't, it didn't keep us down. So, I mean, maybe August I'm thinking. August, August is optimistic you know i think i think august is a good look i mean it's it's april you know we're talking about three more months four more months really you know including this one um we just have to testing man the the country just has to get the testing up and people just kind of have to sit and just chill and wait that's the only way we can kind of get where we need to be because it's this problem is going to solve itself overnight how much of your if you don't mind me asking how much of your income comes from uh photographing these shows i'm not hurting as as much as some others because my day job does be fundamental i mean it's probably like a it's probably only like 10 percent of really my income it's not it's not my main focus as much as i like to um because my day job takes up so much time so like i've definitely missed out a lot of time on the road i'm supposed to be on tour right now for two weeks so i did miss out on quite a bit of money there um but if I'm just locally, it really just depends on. Honestly, I am definitely taking a hit. <laughs> I mean, I've had like at least fifteen music video projects I could be doing that are just kind of on hold. Now, how many of these guys that you know? How many of these guys is is a full time job that you know personally? Say that again. How many of the guys that you know personally out there is this a full time job? When it comes to music or when it comes to doing like photography? Uh, music, music or photography, but um, mainly music, okay. the bands you work with. Um, hmm. Well, I don't know. A couple of them have like my homie Andreas, he's in Cali. I know he does music full time. A couple of these other guys out here are, are really pursuing and pushing it full time. But then even the band I, I just toured with both of them, Adventurer and I Met a Yeti, they're both all of them have jobs, you know, they all are hoping that they can get to be able to tour full time. But you know, with all this right now, it's definitely a step back when you're trying to get your name out there. So what, what are they doing right now? Are they, um, so a lot of them 
are trying to launch um, online programs. I have seen, I haven't seen too many GoFundMe's, but I have seen a lot of Patreons open up, um, vocal coaching type things, guitar, you know, coachings and lessons. Um, I've been seeing a lot of my friends do stuff like that. I mean, they kind of have to. It's it's a good move to have multiple outlets. And unfortunately, a lot of these bands should have had that game plan to be from the get-go and not always relying on just tour money, you know, every time you go out and do your thing. So if you actually have a fan base, uh, I feel like any band can take advantage of having a Patreon, but they have to be consistent and actually about making content, you know. People will pay for yeah, it. Yeah, I was thinking about I was thinking about that the other day with our streams. Like, we've got what, 30,000 streams on some of these songs? And do we get pennies? Pennies, pennies. yeah. yeah. It, it means nothing. It's a shame. Except for exposure. Yeah, sh- yeah and then you can have Spotify turn around and ask people for donations. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, saw your post. I saw no, your post about no, that. You Aaron. should pay people. Yeah, that's, I, I use Spotify. Don't get me wrong. I love it. But they should definitely right. pay people more. Because when you look at, like, uh, what is it, Google Play? Google Play. You know, for fifteen thousand streams, that's one hundred and fifty bucks at least. You know, wow. for Spotify, that's like that's like thirty bucks. Yeah. So they're paying a third of what the highest one out there is. So right, you're right. I mean, it's true. When it comes to the streams, nobody's making money but the companies that you know that are getting all the all the streams. You know, the ones that have the rights for it. So it's like you have to hustle in other ways. And, and tour is usually the, the easiest option if you can take the time off and do it. But then outside of that, yeah, you, you have to you got to put stuff out there. got to make content. So, Joe Mar, how did, how did you and Aaron meet? Me and Aaron, um, when we met was within the band, like I came and tried out. <laughs> like, yeah, I can't remember who, who I even messaged or talked to first. I don't know if it was Aaron or Mike. I can't. I honestly don't remember. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I just know we practice over at my buddy's David's house in his basement because we no, didn't have we a stable. No, that was uh, that's where we practiced at. But for yeah. tryouts, we didn't have a PA, so we went to David's house because he had oh, a cover band okay. and he had the nice PA that we could actually hear people on. God, yeah. Because back then we were we were piecing together amp rigs and PAs, and we just used any gear we could find. That's right. And that's nuts. I remember getting shocked a lot of times on mics. <laughs> the struggles were real back then, man. Tell me, you had a so you you filmed a video recently. It's kind of a pop group. I can't remember their name right now. It's a really good song, and the video is great as well. Let's see. Let me go. Let me look at your Instagram. Let's see a pop group, female lead. No, male lead. Like, what I know you just did the one for Burn the South, right? That one just came out a couple of weeks ago. Hmm, for which band? Burn the South, or isn't that mm. BTS? Hmm. Oh, oh uh, Don't Shoot the Messenger. Don't Shoot the Messenger, that's it. I watched that one yeah. the other day. Video that was pretty dope. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I was happy with that one. They didn't really know what the hell they wanted to do, so it was like, all right, let's, let's formulate some ideas when I'm sitting in your house. <laughs> Reminds yeah. me of old metal videos where you just go out in the woods and you set up and you just play. Oh, yes, that was that was like honestly that was exactly it. Straight up, it was like, well, let's see what we have to work with. And you know, when it starts out with that freaking nice car, you're like, okay, I like this vibe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 made me happy. The guy's kind of like a skinny white dude. Um. Oh, shoegazers. Maybe it was shoegazers. Shoot, that sounds right. Let's look. Let's see. Yeah. I think I yeah you say now now that sounds about right. 
skinny white guy. Okay, he's walking around through the video, and then there's like a girl with a blurry face out in the video. Yeah, that that sounds about right. It has to be shoegazers. Yeah, that that honestly sounds about right. I'm trying to think of what other videos I've done, but uh, you did a rap video uh, recently that was really good. Yeah, um, I've man. The, y'all, I think you did it in the parking deck. Yeah, the man of the year video, nerd official. So what was really impressive was I saw all your behind the scenes stuff and the uh-huh. behind the scenes stuff to the finished product. Like I was like, whoa, I didn't, I didn't realize it was going to look that good. Like, I mean, I, right. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's been, what was the name of the song? Do you remember? Um, oh, it's called, um, uh, to you and yours. I like that band. They're, they're dope. We actually are planning on doing another music video soon, too. Yes, yeah, so go check out Shoegazer. Check out uh, Shoegazer's video and Joe Mar shot that jamar what's your what's your uh what's your stage name mr shimuzu i always say mrs ham ozo <laughs> it can be interpreted in many different ways <laughs> yeah so where did the name come from um so i kind of jacked it from the skateboarder back in the day he had like a little mantra called mr shimuzu spelled a little bit differently um i think there was even like a period in it and um, i kind of just tagged along added the films to it um, and, and kind of went from there. I don't know. I just, it's, it's just a name that always stuck. So I just, I rode with it. Well, all right, guys, I'm going to wrap it up. I just wanted to touch, just wanted to hop on with you, uh, Joe Mar, and let's do it again soon. And it's different for me doing this in this environment with the phone. It's, uh, it is a little different. You're the second one I've done over the phone. Uh, now it, I do like doing it in person and of course I'm mobile. So we'll, uh, have True. to get together with, with Jesse and, all and maybe Aaron come up and all we can just do it at the studio. Yeah, that'd be dope. All right, guys. I'm yeah. All right, man. Good talk to you. Talk to you later. You as well. Y'all have a great night. All right, you too. See ya. Take it easy.